When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty Scary Boo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty Scary Boo. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Caitlin. Hold on. Cut. Caitlin Caitlin Cut. Cut. Host of Pretty Scary. Okay. Yeah, see, it's all, do you see how it all comes together like that? It all makes sense now because I am also host of Pretty Scary. Yeah. You are. You're also a host of this show. It's weird. God, so weird. And, you know, it's like I just get these strange disembodied uh, calendar invites and I break out my mic and I put my headphones on. I never know what's going to happen or what we're going to talk about. And it always comes together. And it always works out. Hopefully we both watched the same episode of television or something. You know what's weird is I think we did. We might have. And that will give us something to talk about. We don't Uh usually do this on the free episodes, but this is a free episode because uh, I've been sick and I haven't had a ton of time to like research and produce. So uh, we're just talking about some television the next two weeks. (laughs) Everybody just. Be, put on put on some sweatpants and and chill out with us. This is not this is not going to be. Uh, we're not going. We're not on hard mode this episode. No, <laughs> grab a glass of wine. Yeah, just chill. Just unless relax. You're, unless you're driving home from work, in which case you know get a bottle, put it in a paper bag so the police yeah, don't know what it. you're doing. Yeah, hide it, hide it at least, hide it, and um, uh, join us. As we, us, as we go on you? a journey, we're not talking about ghost adventures as we often do. There, so there's a twist. Yeah. I, I want to shake it up a little bit. Yeah. Shake it up. What a great song. Didn't you love that I just did that? That was, it was smooth. Yeah. Smooth. It was a smooth mm-hmm. drop, mm-hmm. as they say. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about a show called A Ghost <laughs> Ruined My Life. Nay, <laughs> Eli Roth presents A Ghost ruined my life Caitlin. so when when you texted <laughs> when you texted me the name of the show i i just cracked up because i i didn't i knew eli roth and zach bagans had collaborated to do something and for a, a brief moment i <laughs> i thought this was their collaboration and i was like that checks out but honestly i would bet the farm that the name of this show somehow had something to do with that like just here's most on the nose title ever here's what i think happened at discovery plus or whatever the discover the networks of discovery whatever we're calling it yeah, these days the, it's a the, whole fucking the, empire it's disturbing i feel like they had all of this content planned like a ghost ruined my life and uh Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum show. And they got Eli Roth on board and they were just like, what do you want to put your name on? 
Like that's that it's we, let's not overthink this. Like we're doing ghost shit. You're busy making movies. Uh, what do you want? And yeah. this is one of the things his name ended up on. I like the concept because uh, true to form, these episodes are about people who claim that a supernatural entity did, in fact, ruin their lives. And the first two episodes that, you know, that we watched uh, prove that on some level, these people seem pretty broken. I, I don't they they don't think that they're lying. I can tell that much. I in the, the second episode we cover, there are people who definitely have their lives ruined by demons. I can tell you that whether they're ghost demons or personal demons is that's, uh, we'll get open into for that. debate, I, but that's next thoughts. week. I have thoughts about that episode uh, person. Uh, but this first one is more poltergeisty. Yeah, this the like, first one's weird. The first one is yeah. is weird and you feel you feel bad for the woman. Uh, this show, this is the official Discovery Plus description of this show. From master of horror Eli Roth, a ghost ruined my life, shares the shocking stories of hauntings that have left emotional and sometimes physical scars on those unlucky enough to have experienced them. Equal parts terrifying and evocative. Every hour will expose viewers to the real-life stories of survivors who've been dragged through hell and back and now struggle to rebuild their shattered lives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, (laughs) I'm sorry for, like, copyright infringing on the official Discovery Plus voice there, but it's weird that they use that one for, like, the, the home and garden shit, too. But it doesn't work as well as it does with the paranormal yeah. uh, shows. I'll give them that. Uh, so, you know, I think the biggest thing to note is that this show leans really hard into the reenactment portion of their show. And it's pretty good. Yeah. the I mean, it's got Eli Roth money behind it, apparently. So the graphics Some and things. Of- it has some of Eli Roth's money behind yeah, it. It has it has Eli Roth's voice on it, so that's interesting. Yeah, and uh, it, it's not really a voice I sit around hoping will be added to the content that I'm into. No, but he uh, he shows up at the beginning of every episode with a uh, a little intro where he says, "I'm Eli Roth. I've spent my life telling horror stories, but imagine if those stories were real." <laughs> and suddenly. You found yourself stalked and tormented by an evil spirit, baby, and no one believed you. These are the actual accounts of terror as told by the victims who came face to face with their demons and survived. 23 skidoo, daddy. You dig? I, 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 I embellished a little bit of that. Not that much. But that is Eli Ross voice. Yeah, it was a good impression. I basically thought Eli was on the podcast for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. That was crazy. Um, I don't know that, remember when we covered Haunted <laughs> with those people? Yes. That's one of my favorite episodes of anything we've ever done. Check out our Haunted uh, review episode. It, <laughs> it's bananas. because And it wasn't our fault. And this show is weird. It's a very um, weird show. But I feel like that show had more flair when it came to the reenactments. These, this is like, it. it does look like, the reenactments look like an old travel channel show. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're they're taking a really uh direct approach with it's very a low it. key. Yeah, it's it's there's like a somber tone to it. The whole show is depressed. 
Yeah. There's it, like, it's, it, there's like a, everything is in like blue tones. It's not like haunted is like, it's like the James Wan version of this. Like they actually right. do something horrifying. And the, this is impressionistic. With, with this one, you're, I think because of the title, you're sort of expecting like a true TV feel to it. Like, sure. A ghost ruined my life. You expect there's going to be a narrator who's like, like up next, <laughs> Sally takes a trip to the Sonic and the ghost follows her. Yeah, just like a, a an 80s era police ca- car just barreling through the front window, a picture window. Like, that's what I'm looking for here. Like, how did yeah. the ghost ruin your life? So, yeah, I, I don't. For, OK, I give the show a B. I don't think it's a bad show. <laughs> it's okay? not. It's not a bad. It's show. not a bad show. And. It's perfect for I'm going to watch. I need I need four hours of paranormal content because that's just the vibe that I'm in. And I'm I'm on my couch. It's super watchable. Yeah. Um, and the interviews are very emotional. They sure are. <laughs> Again, for the second episode, I, I got to wonder why. But for this first one, I, I, I think this first one is pretty. They're believable. Believable. The first yeah. one definitely is believable. The second one, I have no doubt that the things in question happened. It's just like, why did they happen? But again, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about the portal to hell. I feel bad that everybody, we're talking so much. The second episode, become a Patreon subscriber because I know Adam and I have a lot to say. Yeah, we're, we're going <laughs> to have some thoughts on Candace. Yeah. But until then, let's talk about this portal to hell. Let's which, do that. Which uh, that's the name of episode one. Can I just say that there are lots of portals to hell in America. Have you noticed this, Adam? It's, it stands to reason. (laughs) I set you up nicely for that one, but, but I feel like we've covered multiple hell portals here in the U S of a on this show. Yeah. Zach Bagans had the first episode of ghost adventures, Bobby Mackey's music world portal to hell. That's right. And then we did another one where it was like paranormal spots in the United States. And it's like in Kansas or something. Yeah. Remember that? Where it's like an abandoned house in Kansas. And they're like, yep, that's how you get to hell. It's like, prove it. Go get in there. <laughs> yeah. I need to see like a hand sticking out of the ground with like flames, fl- like licking the, the fingers of it. to be. There you go. That's how you get to hell. Yeah. And they, they got a really loose definition of portal to hell in this one because there's no portal. It's not I, I, a, it's not a Travis. It's not a Travis Scott concert. There's no mouth that you run through. Oh. I, I'm yeah, I'm digging into TikTok conspiracy theories. Listen, I uh, I'm not a fan of that's a horrible, horrible situation that is, was oh, completely sure preventable. Is. Yeah. And he does not deserve any grace in that situation. Nope. Nope. We did a conspiracy episode about it. It's very bad times. Anyway, tasteful jokes aside. Very tasteful. Uh, should- this woman didn't get any warnings, unlike Travis Scott, uh, she, about about the situation she was uh, moving into. Yeah, she, her name's Shannon Rogers. She looks like a Shannon. Can we talk about that for a second? She Well, can we talk about the before and after picture? Because oh. this is one of those cases where you're supposed to look at the before and after picture and be like, you look like shit now. Because she yeah. shows this picture of her before she moved in and her 
when she finally moved out of this place. And I was the first time I watched it, I was just sort of paying attention. And they eventually show her daughter. And I was like, oh, okay, that picture back then, that wasn't like a before and after. That was her daughter and her. And no, it was was her. So her. And it's like that picture, like they when Obama left office and they showed (laughs) what he looked like when he came into office and when he left. The most compelling one is the Jared Kushner one. The, yeah, the, the photo yeah. of Jared Kushner before the Trump presidency and after is like some like dark empire shit. Yeah, it looks like faces of meth. It's insane. It's yeah. but it's like evil. Like meth, meth like does weird things to your mouth. <laughs> the the evil it does weird things to your. It makes your skin translucent. The evil. The evil. Uh, I did not miss the before and after picture in the beginning because my female brain has been trained to evaluate all before and after photos. And if it's almost like that photo is more proof of this woman going through something than any EVP, any video. It's just, I come back to my original statement. This woman clearly went through something very real because she physiologically and like even hormonally changed. Yeah. Yeah. She, she definitely went through some shit. The shape of her face is different now. She looks like a different person in those two pictures. And it seems like they're not that far apart in terms of No, because when the show opens, it's like nine months ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's like whatever, like I, I'm afraid to look at photos of myself in like January, 2020 and put them up against what I look like now. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's, you know, I don't think the last two years have been kind on anyone. Um, Did you notice the creepy ass rocking horse in the background of the after picture? What was that? I did. Are you sure that's not what's haunting the house? Because that looked that looked like something that you would notice later and be like, was that in the room when we took the picture? I don't think it was. That that rocking horse alone felt art directed to be creepy. Yeah. It's like somebody paid to make that photo look scarier (laughs) than it needed to be by just putting the rocking chair there and was like, I'm done. Like this, like savant, you know, art director shows up with giant aviator glasses and a huge coat. And he just gracefully plops down this rocking horse and walks away. And everyone's like, I don't know. And then the photo comes out and they're like, he's a fucking genius. Gene. Yes. God. Ah. So this is all taking place in the Southwest United States. They never say specifically where these things are happening. Looked like uh, northern New Mexico to me. Yeah, I mean, if you tell me something scary is happening in the Southwest, I'm going New Mexico first. New Mexico. Yeah, so we can just make Colorado that Colorado, too, actually. Yeah, yeah. Ghosts don't like Arizona because nobody likes Arizona. No, there's nothing there. The aliens own Arizona. Why would, why would ghosts want to be there? They claimed that territory long ago. Yeah. So she moves into this house. The rent's cheap. That's always a red flag. Yeah, it's like a three-story garden and gun home. It's beautiful. So if there's yeah. some cheap rent there, you got to wonder what's going on. It is lovely. And the first scene is her setting up a Christmas tree with her daughter and her daughter's boyfriend and her son. And at one point, the boyfriend finds an acoustic guitar and he, he finds a Christmas ornament that looks like a piece of the planet that Superman comes from. Like those <laughs> long fucking crystal dagger type things. Not good. And next thing you know, her kid is sitting in front of this, the, this Christmas tree, just staring at this ornament and like cackling like a fucking weirdo. So kids are so scary. 
Kids are, yeah, kids and pets both when it comes to ghosts. Like Kids, are, they're the canary in the coal mine always. Yeah, and especially in this episode. Yeah. Like, a lot of it runs through the kid. And somehow this is the point where she finds out the original owner of the home died in the home. Yeah. And it's like... Which is definitely something you should disclose to people before you rent them the home. I mean, depends on how long, in California. Well, it depends on how long ago it happened. That's true. Also. Seven year, Within seven years in California. I don't know what it's like in the haunted Southwest. Yeah, the haunted land. <laughs> haunted land. <laughs> so that that's not too surprising. Old people die and, you know. It's an old house. If you own a home, you're probably going to die in it. That's the dream. I hope I die here. So the kid is seeing ghosts left and right, like kids and pets always do. The house is filthy with ghosts. It's just absolutely filthy with ghosts. <laughs> Not good. And Shannon is worried that there are more spirits present than just the old woman who died there. Because once she hears that, she's like, well, that's what's happening. It's that old woman. Can't be that my son needs a psychic eval. That's that's no, let's no. table that. No, we're, we're tabling that. And uh, we're going to go straight to ghosts straight. I mean, it's cheaper from a prescription drug. The American standpoint. healthcare system has created a lot of ghosts. <laughs> it sure has. So she walks in on her kid at one point playing and frolicking around with no one. There's there's no no one. Kids but- talking full voice. To someone like it's not good. I never I'm, I'm never quite sure if the things being depicted in these episodes actually happened. Like because she doesn't specifically say so this is there the were, problem. There were a bunch of watery footprints around. This is the issue that I have with the show going. This is where it gets a B for me is because I understand the impulse to just think like, well, let's just make it somewhat cinematic and we don't have to explain things to people. But the problem is with a true crime doc or uh, a paranormal thing, you do have to tell people that it really happened because otherwise you get taken out of it and you're like, well, this sure, this is technically a very creepy thing, but did it happen? Is that, you know, cause watery footprints out of nowhere. Listen, I love what lies beneath. That's it. That movie can fuck. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, So it's scary. That effect scares me. Okay. I'm scared, but I just don't know if that's what happened. (laughs) Yeah. I wish she would have just come back from that reenactment and been like, yeah, man, them fucking wet footprints. Wet footprints. Crazy. That's all. That's all we need. We don't need her to be like, and then there were wet footprints. And then this, it's like, there's a better way to, to me, it makes me wonder if they got that story in the interview. Maybe they got it in the research portion of the production, but forgot to ask her about it. And I don't know. That's where I start to go with it. Yeah. I don't know, because she does. She ends up researching based on this incident and she ends up looking up people who drown in the lake by the house. So I'm assuming that's why she went in the water direction with her research. And she does look. That's what I would do Uh, if I walked into my kitchen or whatever and there were wet footprints and I didn't know where they came from. I'd be like typing in my address and then drowning death search. (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly what I would do. Yeah. And she, she does some more research. She finds out that there was, uh, this fucking troubadour living in the house before her who killed himself and left his acoustic guitar behind. And in the show, she, the the reenactment is her witnessing the suicide, which was interesting. It's a whole lot. Yeah. She, uh, she, which also, 
I don't know if that uh, did that actually happen. I think it did. I, I think these reenactments are meant to be things that. I think that's the clear assertion here. Yeah. Like, but I don't know. It's just a little strange. I mean, because she does at one point when she's giving the tour, she describes a ghost thing that sounds a lot like what we're seeing in the reenactments. So maybe she did. Maybe she walked in this room and saw. Hundred percent. This fucking ghost singer songwriter take his own life. And he was like, give my sister my guitar. Yeah, but they were really leaning into the, uh, oh God, why can't I think of his name? Rock star who killed himself. Curly hair. Uh, curly hair? Elliot kind Smith? Wa- wavy hair. Elliot Smith? He, he wrote, oh man, I'm having such a mom moment. He wrote that song for Casino Royale, You Know My Name. You know man. Stipes? Not Stipes. Jesus. What? There's a rock star who killed himself a couple years Chris ago. Chris Cornell? Thank you. <laughs> Okay. Okay. We got it. My point. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Is that the visuals are really leaning into a Chris Cornell looking person. Yeah. Like he's got the hair. It just, to me, it's like, okay, you're taking some artistic license with the kind of person this was, but they fucking show him shooting himself in the head and she's got blood on her face. And I, I do want to kind of reach through the screen and be like, so specifically what happened to you when you saw this? Did you feel blood hitting you? Like, I want to know that shit. Like, yeah, that's kind of the implication. And that's you're right. I wish it's implied. It's it's that's what show. (laughs) So it's like, how artistic are these reenactments? And it just it. Because look, again, they have this amazing before and after picture at the beginning of the episode. And then the reenactments that we go through, and there's a couple more to talk about, are brutal. I mean, they are gnarly. These deaths are American Horror Story kind of deaths. Yeah, they're definitely the kind of visions that would make a person age the way she does in those photos. (laughs) Exactly. So, but I just... that's a very like crazy detail to just kind of toss in there if it didn't. I don't really even care if it didn't happen, but I do want to know if it happened to her or if that's how she experienced it, I should say. Yeah, that's fascinating. You know, it is. It's it's crazy. And it, it, yeah, it seems like this landlord left a lot of information out of the lease because it yeah, doesn't seem like the suicide happened that long ago in comparison to it. But this also is a, a uh, prime example of what life is like if you are very poor and have shitty credit like she has no other options so even if the landlord was like look fucking she would have moved in this guy who was bummed about chris cornell killed himself in the room upstairs she'd be like fine i don't give a shit I wouldn't at that. I mean, I've been that desperate. I've because it does talk about how she had made. She says that she has made some decisions in the past that make, you know, a sudden pivot to another location basically impossible. Yeah. But it seems like this person did not tell her that this place is haunted by many (laughs) ghosts. Like, we're going to get to the next one. There's another one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that yeah, that's the point where she sets out and does her research uh, and she finds the, the singer songwriter who killed himself and the kid she sees, she finds a story about this kid that drowned in a lake and that ends up it's being really bad energy. The, the kid that she saw playing with her son, uh, there's, there's like a tribute video to this girl who drowned in this lake and the girl looks exactly like the ghost that she saw in the house. So that's pretty crazy. 
So the head count here is crazy old lady ghost, Chris Cornell wannabe guy who couldn't cut it in the industry. That's the that is the implication, by the way. <laughs> That's Kinda, why this yeah. man killed himself. Like it's just I'm sure it's not the reason, but uh and then this poor little girl who drowned in a very nearby lake, uh, all just chilling in this house and trying to communicate with this family. And then they take mm-hmm. a break they from chill. all of the reenactments. So Shannon can give them a tour of the house. And this is this is a very interesting moment. Yes. Uh, Shannon takes them to what looks like the front door and she's telling the story about how she had this one sighting where she walked in the front door and turned to shut it and turns around and there's this like gray skeleton ghost face screaming in her face. Which I found interesting they chose not to depict. Right. Well, in terms of the things they did depict, that would actually be. Well, no, they did show a a thing like that at one point where she just turns and something screams in her face. But I think it might have been Chris Cornell. It was Chris Cornell. It wasn't. I wanted to see this ghost face guy. Yes. But after she does that, uh, she tells the story and then the light flickers above him. It's It's it's, so fun. It's so neat. It's neat. And yeah, they, like, ca- they catch it on camera. It's like that. this is what happens when the ghosts don't hate the people hunting them. Because right. Zach Bagans is never going to get evidence like that because he's no, an asshole. Because the ghosts don't like him. And Billy's there. And Billy's there. But it's this, all Billy's fault. This woman, like, as soon as she yes, knew her, her home was haunted, she was like, well, I got shitty credit and can't move. Let's see how we fix this. And she just starts, like, trying to help these ghosts escape. She goes full witch. She does. She does. Yeah. And I feel like the ghosts appreciated that in some cases, not all cases, but they showed up to the filming. So uh, Shannon has a friend who's a psychic and she never appears in this episode. And I thought that was strange. Well, they don't have multiple. I mean, they they only interview her and her daughter. Right. I just think it's. And in the next one, they also don't interview anyone else. Yeah, I just found it strange that a, a, a psychic would not jump at the opportunity to be in a Discovery Plus show. But you kind of find out why as the episode <laughs> I was about to say, carries I feel on. like there's a good reason, Adam. She's not getting good Yelp reviews after <laughs> this experience. And so her, her psychic friend, the first thing she says is, well, what you got to do, you got to give that guitar back to the, the singer-songwriter's Chris, sister. Chris Cornell's sister. Yeah, yes. because one, he told you to do that when you witnessed him killing himself. He turned to you and said, tell my sister she can have my guitar. And then he shot himself. Yeah, That was him was strumming very, the guitar. Very melodramatic death. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Gnarly. It was very cool. It's very cool death. So she does. She gives, the, she gives the guitar back to uh, Sister Cornell. <laughs> the reenactment's really good. This girl opens the door and she's like, here's your guitar. I found it in the house you used to live in. And like, they, the, no other words are exchanged. She just like slowly takes the guitar <laughs> and like, like just dissolves back into her house and slowly closes the door. Like there's no, like if I was, if somebody gave me my brother's guitar like that, I'd be like, can we talk about how this happened? Yeah. She's just like, (laughs) why do you uh, know where I am? She's like, thanks. That was nice. That's her disappearing into the ether. Like it's just done. 
But it apparently works because the Chris Cornell takes off. The singer songwriter ghost is now on tour and he's not haunting this home. Uh -uh. So uh, that's cool. That's cool. It seems like that worked. But also she gets what seems like really obviously bad advice from the psychic, which is, well, now that that ghost is gone, all the ghosts are gone. And it's like, you lazy fuck. You know, that's not true. That's why she didn't show up. She didn't know what the hell to do with the other ones. Yeah. She's trying to not get sued for malpractice. That's why she mm-hmm. didn't show up. She could, she, could, she could lose her psychic license. And so it turns out only Guitar Ghost left. The others are still there waiting for their respective errands to be run right. so they can be freed. And uh, so she hits up the psychic medium again. And uh, now they decide there's a portal to hell in the house. And that They've they, decided. And that they're going to fix it. I had an issue with this. <laughs> Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like it's one thing to be like, it's not enough that you just your house is haunted. You've just now there's a reason it's because you're in a portal to hell. And the implications here are confusing to me. So it's like these souls need to go to hell and they're just like hanging out at the entrance. So you got to shove just give them a little tap and they fall into hell or they're coming out of hell. There was a little girl in hell. I don't know. It just, it kind of starts to snowball. And I'm like, why hell? (laughs) Yeah. Why does it have to be hell? Yeah. What did that little girl do to end up in hell? Yeah. Why? These can't just be ghosts. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't understand. It's very weird. strange. Now, if you wanted to tell me that it's like a uh, universal vortex Okay, then we're dealing with they they these people passed away close to some kind of other portal that makes crossing over difficult or something like that. I'll go there. But if you're just going to flat out call it a portal to hell, I have like moral implications that start to blossom in my mind and I get confused. Yeah, there's questions. We're going to have questions. Yeah, because hell is like where you go if you're a bad person. What did this little girl accomplish in her short life that ensures her spot in hell? Yeah. What did any of these people do to deserve to be in hell? I don't know. But they, they decide to close that portal to hell nonetheless. I would. I and mean, I will say that. They start whipping up some internet recipes. The first of a few internet recipes we find on here for uh, fighting spirits. In this case, she mentions like cinnamon and eggshells. And, and brick dust. Brick dust, of course. I wrote that down. Um, and that, but they, the as a responsible parent, she sends her son away to yeah. uh, not be a part of the Look, cleansing. If you're at the point in your life where you are making brick dust soup to try to close a hell portal, it would be responsible to send your son somewhere else for the afternoon. So I do appreciate that for mm-hmm. the afternoon at least. Right, just until the brick dust is cleared. <laughs> Yeah, maybe just for a while, you know, but kids, they're going to be creepy in a situation like this, no matter what. So it's are creepy on a normal day while she's eating cinnamon and eggshells back home. The kid is standing over grandma's bed at her house. (laughs) Kids going hard here (laughs) saying there's a monster in the house with mommy, at which point I would have been like, well, you're here with me. Go the fuck back to sleep. Yeah. We'll deal with that in the morning. Yep. So they do this ritual and they think they close the portal and everything is good, which sets up the absolute best scene in this episode. They get like a confirmation email, like, congratulations, you have closed your hell portal. It's one of two times that comes up. 
with very little explanation. <laughs> like A, definitely a hell portal. B, we definitely closed it. Closed. I, I, I don't know. So they're they're celebrating having successfully cleansed this home of ghosts. They're just sure. it's her and the psychic medium sitting at the table. And uh, she asks if, if she can have a cigarette. And the medium seems very taken aback by this. And it's like, well, disturbed. They, it seems like they're your cigarette. So why are you why are you clutching your All pearls? Psychic smoke, by the way. You have to. It's required. OK, so she she fires up a cigarette and they're drinking wine. And all of a sudden, Shannon, she's talking about how nice it is living in this big house. And then all of a sudden, her voice starts sounding like a demon voice. And she goes, except for all the pain and blood. And then she flicks a lit cigarette at her friend. And her friend just fucking pieces out forever. Look, Adam, I love you, but I'd leave too. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, we gotta go. Yeah, I'd be like, well, that was out of character. I'm going to go call the Catholic Church. Yeah, I would just car. be like, I guess I'm Catholic now. I guess that's how it happens. It's like all the other allegations and scandals aside, you're speaking backwards Latin and tossing lit cigarettes at my eyeball. So yeah. I, I know one place to go. Yeah, you bring Luke Cage if you want, but I want someone to check this in a ghost way. You watch an evil on CBS. Very good show. It's a good show. Yeah, there's just, um, I think... One thing I'll say is that with all of the experience I've had dealing with individuals and researching paranormal experiences, is there we do crave some kind of logic to this situation on some level. And you're not going to get it because it's a paranormal or psychological experiences experience that is not bound by, you know, Campbell's myth structure. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that we're not. But with that being said and placed on the table, I think they need more interview pieces in these shows because there are these long scenes that feel like, I mean, we've already said it, but this, this one specific scene is a really great example because the psychic, as you mentioned, is not on the show. So right. The, the daughter's boyfriend should have been interviewed too. He's such an integral part of this story and he doesn't, I'm sure he just didn't want to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably, but it better be that like if he wanted to, and they were like, nah, you don't matter. I don't think that would have been because I think they would have bent over backwards to see if this kid would come on and, and say some stuff about what he experienced, but not to pigeonhole, but men specifically have a very, it's very hard to get guys to speak about their paranormal experiences on television. It wouldn't be hard to get me to speak about mine if I would just have one. Well, and that's why they don't target you, Adam. They, yeah, they know, they know I'm not going to keep a secret. Well, Honestly, I think that like, okay, if we're in a world where we're talking about the possibility of a hell portal and all this other shit, it would stand to reason that entities like that are intelligent enough not to, I guess, harass people that are probably going to share their experience. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be some kind of thought that goes into it. Yeah. Because the fear is the thing that I guess powers that engine on. Some, if we, again, if we are talking about like their rules that are being set forth from the show, okay, please don't think I'm completely insane. But clearly, they're trying to portray a nefarious, malefic entity that needs them on some level or feeds on them on some level. So yeah, and then they, the spirit world already knows that most of you know people think women are crazy, so they let us tell these stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. I, 
again, there's this part, they go right back to it. There's this, this thing that pops up on the screen that just says, Shannon has succeeded in closing the portal. And it's like, word? What's the... <laughs> like, is that, yeah. is that like an at-home test? Is it one of those good. like rare detectors that only people who are very nervous about what's happening in their house, like a radon detector? Who's got like that? A, te- a text confirmation? Yeah. Like, pop up on your watch, your iWatch. Tell me. But there's still something in the house. So what the hell? It, 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 they also say that. And there you go. So the email didn't show up, Adam. Exactly. It's in the spam filter. Bullshit. They didn't click the right link. Ooh. The count reactivate. What did you think about the cell phone scene? Pretty great. It was weird. What, what happens is uh, she's, she's doing this interview and her cell phone starts ringing. And she goes, oh, I uh, thought I turned that off. And uh, she goes, I, I turned the volume all the way down before we started this. So I'm not sure why it's ringing. And she goes and turns it off and comes back and starts talking again. And it starts ringing again. And she goes, oh, I powered it all the way down. She looks visual, like visibly shaken by the phone going off for the second time. Yeah. Uh, um, I think, I don't know why you would watch a show like this if you are like a stalwart cynic, critic, skeptic. You know, like if you're coming to the show and you're like, this is bullshit, well, then go enjoy something. Don't 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 watch this like you don't have to watch any of this. So I say this because I am not a skeptic. I, I, I try to be critically like I try to think critically. I've said this on the show a million times. I'm, I, I believe that these things are possible. And they are filming with this woman who looks like she's been like kicked in the stomach through a black hole after this like 10 year, like 10 month experience. So I, something's going on with this lady. And and yeah, she looks genuinely shocked that her phone is ringing. Could she has planned this with someone else? Absolutely. I, of course, that could have. Of course. Of course. And but, also okay. when she says she powered it all the way down does she still just mean the volume or did she turn the phone off because she doesn't exactly say i turned the phone off and if those are alarms that are going off then it doesn't matter if you turn the volume down because alarms are going to sound that's that's why they're alarms i don't know my my grandma tells me to roll my window down still and shit like that. you know it's like i some people don't have a command i think we interact with this technology so often it, it that when we suddenly have to verbalize <laughs> our interactions with them that we're, we're, we're going to sound stupid sometimes. I just bought a new phone the other day and I sounded like the dumbest person in America. She's like, what model is your phone? And I was like, where do I find <laughs> Cause I don't care. I don't think about that. I just need a phone that isn't going to crash in the middle of my phone calls, which is why I bought a new phone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, good. not a big phone guy. <laughs> Got a good deal by the way. Very nice. Okay. So Shannon has a daughter who's very beautiful she is. By the way, she looks um, like her mom in the before picture. It's rough. It's yeah. Yeah. And she's not living with her mom initially during these first paranormal encounters. And she says that she thought her mom was like literally going crazy. And then. So she um, agrees to move in. Her mom like actually says, well, you know, the place is haunted. Right. And she's like, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. And well, I also think it was kind of interesting because this is technically a pandemic haunting story, but it's never correct. It's never outright discussed, but the daughter and the boyfriend both lose their jobs 
and have to move in with mom. And I just, I just wanted to bring that up. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. What I found interesting is that when this happens, everyone describes it as basically the boyfriend becomes a different person whenever he's right, in when he moves in yeah. the house. And the one thing, like we've brought it up on Ghost Adventures episodes, the one thing I always think about in situations like this is it's environmental cold. factors. <laughs> yeah. Because we know, like, a carbon monoxide poisoning, if it doesn't kill you, it's going to make you hallucinate. And you're going to see some weird shit. And if you don't figure out what's happening and deal with it fast enough, you're going to die. So I don't think it's carbon monoxide that's happening here. But the way this house interacts differently with different people, I could see it being some kind of, like, mold or fungus or something. But also, it could be ghosts. I don't fucking know. Well, I think that they're kind of all the same conversation in some ways, because if we're going to have a serious conversation about the paranormal, which we do all the time on this show, we have to kind of open it up to asking a more straightforward question of, you know, well, what, what about this environment makes things like this possible, attracts things like this? You know, for so long, we've looked at these experiences through, frankly, a Judeo-Christian lens. And that this is all somehow connected to a level of invisible morality that we're all interacting with that we don't understand. But if we take that away, then we are always having an environmental conversation. And yeah, it could be mold. It could be carbon monoxide, or it could be that there's something about this individual that interacts with whatever these energies are connected to the house in the same way that's triggering this other paranormal stuff. Yeah. You know, like it's... (laughs) There's all these conversations about ley lines and microwaves and all these things. And we always put the idea of the paranormal in this box. But I mean, listen, they used to think women were you know, the, the women with like schizophrenia. They thought, oh, well, they're witches and they went to go live in the woods. But it's like they had mental illness. Like It was just <laughs> something that science hadn't gotten to yet. Yeah. And I think that's what all of this is. It's it's something science has not wrapped its arms around yet. And yeah, whatever. Or this guy was fucking having a nervous breakdown because we were in a global pandemic. I don't know. Something bad happens and he starts freaking out when they move in. Yeah. And then at one point, the daughter gets kind of attacked by a ghost and she seems pretty believable in the interview and they get the fuck out of there. They're like, oh, this is too much for us. So they move out. And eventually Shannon just decides to stop trying (laughs) to fix this ghost problem. She's just like, yeah, man, the rent is too good. I guess I guess I have ghost roommates now. And she moves out. She moves in with her mother briefly, but she doesn't want to stay in one place too long. So at the end, she's like, so now I have this RV. And at first I was like, oh. That's that doesn't seem like the best turn of events. But then you look at the RV and it's pretty fucking nice. Yeah. And now she's out like on the paranormal circuit because she not only has an RV, but she's got like an SUV with like fucking Shannon's ghosts spray painted on the side or whatever the fuck. And uh, it seems like she's doing all right. Well, and there's a pattern in these two episodes. The show is called A Ghost Ruined My Life, but really it's A Ghost Gave Me a Completely New Career. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Especially with this one because both of them yeah it it seemed like seems like that's just what she does now she she hits the paranormal circuit and why aren't we on the paranormal circuit that rv looked nice i'm telling you it was a house on pop's rv man 
Oh, Sounds man. Sounds so fun. Hashtag RV life. I'd be like, I love this RV. I can't wait until we get to our hotel. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The showering and the shitting in an RV is just like, that's where you lose me. Yeah. I mean, hers look pretty spacious. It so. doesn't matter. It's, I mean, literally, there's a proverb, don't shit where you eat. Mm. And that's all you're doing when you're staying in an RV, in my opinion. Well, you're doing that if you shit indoors. Get a, you got to get an outhouse. The pipes go in different directions. They don't like each other. <laughs> well, okay. That makes well, sense. Well, then you're in the shower and it's like, I'm a tall, I'm 5'10". You know, I, I'm not a dainty lady. And it's like the, my elbows and it just Dainty it lady. I'm not a dainty lady. So, anyway, yeah. It's, so that's the episode. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That she, Shannon just gives up and now she, she embraced the ghosts and they work together and happily ever after, I guess, like. She seems happy. She seems like she's processing. She's dedicated I, herself to a life of fleeing a ghost forever so and ever. She's a fugitive I, from the afterlife. I don't know how happy she yeah. is. She is uh, on the run from the spirit world. But beyond that, she is happy as a clam. I guess it just, I don't, I, it seems a little strong to be like, oh, this person now lives. In, I don't know. I, I guess this ghost did ruin her life. Yeah, she'd probably still rather be in that house. A house, yeah. <laughs> Any house. In hindsight, you know. Yeah, has the ghost at least helped her fix her credit? Because that... That's the fucking least, the, that's the least the ghost could do. Could she set up an LLC and rent places <laughs> to live through that? Maybe that's what she's trying to do with her ghost business. That would be smart. That would be smart. Good way Can to circumvent all Can we email Shannon and give her a tip? Just be like, hey, we were just discussing your episode, and I think there is a way <laughs> to unfuck your life now. Uh, I know you don't know us, but... But... Uh, but <laughs> Here we come. So, yeah, I think I think Shannon's genuine. I think the, the best you can say about somebody who's had these experiences is I believe that she ha- believes that these things happened. Yeah. And um, again, that before and after picture. It's compelling. Says a lot. And, and, you know, it's funny what you said. Oh, it's like one of those meth photos. It's like the, 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 the degree of change is similar, but it does not look like this woman does drugs or. No, no, no. I'm you know, just... I just wanted to be really clear because. Again, yeah. in the next episode, I, 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 it's complicated. Yeah, the next uh, episode, I would have had to definitely clarify that. We still will have to. Uh, we'll have but to. But yeah, I, I feel I feel sorry for this family having gone through this. And I really hope this little girl ghost is not supposed to be in hell. Yeah, that would be a real bummer. That, that would be... I don't know what they were supposed to do to set her free. There's a world where, and this doesn't get said in the show, but... Maybe the implication is that there is this demon taking on the forms of the people that died in the house. Because mm. I've seen that idea batted around in different paranormal corners as a possibility. Um, so you got to kill her again, I think. Yes. It's kind of like the ring. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. makes the most sense. Yeah. But little kids in hell, I'm not a big fan of that idea. Old ladies, I don't know. It's, she lived a long life. I don't know what she did. Hell is for children, Caitlin. To quote Pat Benatar. Uh, so I think that's our episode, right? Yeah. We yeah, did it. I think so. We, I think we did that. Yeah. We're, we're going to cover season one, episode two next week. That will be a uh-huh. Patreon uh, super cat. I mean, you can get the bonus episodes anywhere. I don't know why I'm even specifying anymore. You can get bonus episodes right in Spotify if you want. Uh, Enjoy. Uh, season one, episode two, Dark Entity. That's what that one's called. And uh, until then. Hell.
Do we have anything to plug before no. we get out of here? Yeah, this, I don't. This, this is my life. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't have anything. The coolest thing I do. I don't know what to tell you people anymore. I used to be a comedian, and now I'm just a podcaster. Not just. I enjoy, but like, I don't do anything else. That's something you could find. Yeah, I've I've been trying to launch a Substack for a while, and then I just got like horrifically oh, got- ill. You got rid of Robert, so it's going to happen now. Yeah, I got rid of Robert the doll, and now everything's turning around, so that's good. Uh, But yeah, I'll have stuff to plug in the future. Fucking leave me alone. Uh, Well, Instagram, pretty scary boo. Yeah, we're on Instagram now. I'm the one that runs it. You can talk to me about it. I tell Adam everything. Talk to Caitlin on Instagram. Uh, And I think that's it. Let's get out of here. Caitlin, say goodbye. Mm, Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. So much. We love you. Oh, my God.